not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stand and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading the charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been shaving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbilly, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on search for tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Hello and welcome to Provocative Thought, intimately known as E.T., striving to awaken those who are asleep, stimulate those who are awakened, feed those who are starving, and nurture those who seek to know. I am your host, Carlton Steed, a self-proclaimed student of life, in search, discovery, and revelation on life's terms. First, I'd like to thank Queen Mother for Real Media for allowing me to host this show. I'd also like to thank the creator for allowing me to be. You can contact the show by dialing 347-989-0180. Please press 1 to speak. You can reach us on the Internet at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Queen Mother, the number four, real, and listen to the show live. You can also contact us on Facebook at Provocative Thought, PT, 
community organization. Tonight's topic is racism in America alive, kicking. Barack Obama became the first recognized black president of the United States. That happened less than 50 years after the era of the Civil Rights Movement. Then Barack Obama was nominated for another term of office in the White House. It appeared that racism had ended, so said the popular and electoral vote, or did it. Blacks and whites openly engaged in relationships, cohabitate, marry, have children, divorce, and much more. Other ethnic groups interact similarly. Yes, has it changed? Is it safe to drink the water? Is it safe to go where you would never have gone to trust those who you would never trust? Is it? We're going to start with the word race from the uh, online etymology dictionary. Original definition of the word race, a strong current of water. In 1300, originally any forward movement or swift running but especially a water from the Old Norse Ross, or Rush, Old Norse Ross, running rush a water. In the 1200, rising to rush from the Scandinavian source, taken to the source of race. Race. Now, people of common descent, a word from the 16th century, from Middle French, race, earlier Raza. Race, breed, lineage, family, 16th century, possibly from Italian raza of unknown origin, or with the uh, Spanish or Portuguese raza, with one D. Etymologists say no connection with Latin radix that they admit. So they admit this might have influenced the tribe nation sense. Race, 1850. In the sense of a stock or breed of living thing goes back to 18, I mean 1518 in English. It's sensed as the race of mankind, where humans are divided into a few fixed races, came later in the 1700s. The word came well after the start of the transatlantic slave trade. It came just after the words Negro, 1555, and Indian, in the middle 1500s, in the sense of Native American, entered English, and just before white became white in the early 1600s. Far from being as old as human nature, race is never the guns and ocean-going ships. King James Bible. The King James Bible came out in 1611, but its but its old its English was old-fashioned even back then when it closely followed that of the Bishop Bible of 1568. But you do see the word in Shakespeare: "Happy race of kings, noble race, race of heaven." He applies it to men and horses. It clearly means a stock breed or a bloodline. Most likely came from Spanish. 
which is where the English got Indian or Negro from. Negro from, not Negro. Negro is black and Spanish. Um, Back when the Spanish word for race would have sounded like race to the English, uh, which race is a reasonable, you know, substitution. The Spanish word would also have the same meaning as in Shakespeare, breeds of horses or men. In Shakespeare time, breeds of horses were known to be different in both appearance and behavior. They could be crossed or kept apart. But the word was also starting to be applied to people, particularly to Moors and Jews who had converted to Christianity, who were one thing by faith and another by race. By the early 1700s, the Spanish applied it mainly to people, not horses. It did not become the main word for the divisions of mankind until the 1700s with the rise of scientific racism. That was when the word Caucasian, 1795, was invented to divide men into races. The word race caught on because it fit the growing Racism in the English-speaking world, which instead of dividing mankind by nation, language, or religion like everyone else, it divided it strangely into breeding stock, as if people were, or at least some people were, just animals without soul or speech or country. Race appears to be a tool of white supremacy. How many races are there in the world? Most anthropologists recognize that there are four major race classifications in the world, which include Caucasian, Mongoloid, Asian, Negroid, and Australoid. Australoid. The race classification was created by Charleston S. Kuhn. That's funny. In 1962, the four major races can then be further Subdivided into 30 subgroups. All, although all races share over 90, 99% of the same genetic material, the classification and division of races is largely subjective. And all races, scientifically, races are defined in a group of people that are separated by and grouped together due to the fact that they have common inherited traits that distinguishes them from other groups. The notion of race is also divided based on geographic separation, social and cultural differences, and distinguished physical differences. Human typologies are commonly differentiated based on the following physical axes, skin color, hair texture, jaw size, facial angle, cranial capacity, frontal lobe mass, brain mass, brain surface features, body life. These physical attributes do not necessarily have a strong correlation with genetic variation. As a result, the United Nations has opted to drop the term race, place it with ethnic groups instead, according to a 1998 study published in the Scientific American. There are more than 5,000 ethnic groups in the world. Newsweek, in 1950, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization issued a statement asserting that all humans belong to the same species and that race is not a biological reality but a myth. This was a summary of the findings 
of an international panel of anthropologists, geneticists, sociologists, and psychologists. So why is the term race still being used to identify anyone or group of people? Are we still dividing mankind into breeding stock? This young lady, Natasha Norman, says, Racism in America today is alive and well, and these stats prove it. America is far from having quelled its racism problem, whether it's treatment by police or susceptibility to poverty. One skin color can determine a whole range of verbal and life. So your skin color can determine what happens to you in Tasha Norman is saying here, 2006. Apparently, blacks in America face a disproportionate number of social and economic barriers. But the racial problem is not binary. It extends way beyond a black-white disparity affecting Hispanic, Arabs, and miscellaneously any other minority groups. So she says, these statistics reveal disparate, desperate dimensions of racism as it extends in the United States today and are a stark reminder of how far the country needs to go. Now, I just want to say, uh, the picture of this young lady, she looks, doesn't look like she's uh, African-American. So she says uh, hate crimes are motivated by race more than anything. Nearly half of all hate crimes committed in America have to do with white, have to do with race, according to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Forty-seven percent of the hate crimes are racially motivated. Second place, a tie between religion and sexual orientation doesn't even come close, according to accounting for only 90, 19% of hate crimes expected. So we got 47% of hate crimes are racially motivated. That's almost half of them. Black men are far more likely to be shot from the uh, Black Matter, Black Lives Matter issue, uh, which are the people are, uh, people are making a statement uh, uh, regarding why are so many black men and unarmed black men, especially being uh, murdered by police officers. Unarmed black men are seven times more likely than whites to die by police gunfire. The Washington Post reports on police brutality targeted at black Americans. A report estimated that an unarmed black man was shot and killed by police every nine days in, in 2015. I'm saying that that is wild. While the targeting of black men by law enforcement has received considerable media attention in recent years, black women who are often underrepresented have faced similar fate of male maltreatment. Although black women are routinely killed, raped, and beaten by the police, their experiences are rarely foregrounded popular understandings of police brutality. Kimberly Williams, Crenshaw, co-author and executive director of the African American Policy Forum, the AAPF report on law enforcement treatment of black women. Now that's I don't now that's interesting because where is the uh, 
cry for black women who are being killed, not just killed, being raped and beaten by police officers. Why is this happening? Um, there are active hate groups in every single state. Hate groups such as the Ku Klux Klan, anybody knows those guys, traditionally, you know, wore the hoods and torches and burned the crosses on people's lawns and put up, hung and raped and murdered people. The Aryan Nation, those are the guys with our swastika. Um, are extremist networks very often motivated by race. White supremacy is the root of many of these groups which have not optimized since the civil rights era. When radical segregation ended, in fact, a lot of hate groups are alive and well today as evidently evidenced by the fact that by the fact their presence can be found in all 50 states. So the two largest groups, as you probably speak, in the U.S. are the neo-Nazis. they got 150 uh, groups. And the Ku Klux Klan, they have uh, counted uh, 70 groups. So it looks like neo-Nazis they have more groups. I don't know who has the most members. But anyway, blacks consistently earn less than white. This is the data graph that shows between 208 and 215 that whites have consistently earned more in black, with Asians earning the most on an average. By, by 2015, the GDP per capita for whites was 13,260, not far behind the Asians at 13,884, compared to 11,908 for black. However, this data only paints a picture of the recent history, but the pay gap between whites and blacks and other minorities is a systemic problem dating back decades. Racial biases is entrenched in mass incarceration. We had a show about this also. Around the around a third of America's population is compromised of people of color, yet they account for nearly two thirds of the prison population. And one in three black men will go to prison at some point in their lives. It's a system marred by vast racial disparities, one that at a young age unfairly punishes communities of colors, burdens taxpayers, and exacts a tremendous social call. The Southern Poverty Law Center said, today, African-American men who fail to finish high school are more likely to be behind bars than employed. The origin, the, the origin of the idea of race. Contemporary scholars agree that this is by um, this is from Audrey Smedley, Anthropolo Anthropology Newsletter, and this is from 1997. Contemporary scholars agree that race was a recent invention and that it was essentially a folk idea, not a product of scientific research and discovery ideology about human differences arose about the context of African arose out of the context of African slavery. So this concept of race became big um due to the um enslavement of Africans here in the United States. But many people throughout history have been enslaved 
without the imposition of racial ideology. When we look at the 17th century colonial America before the entrenchment of laws, legitimizing slavery only for Africans and their descendants after 1660, see, we have a laws there legitimizing the uh, entrenchment, entrenchment, or the, the enactment of laws legitimizing slavery for Africans in this country, 1660. So now you have a uh, a systemic, but you got the law, the legal system uh, supporting it. Several facts became clear because of this. The first people that the English tried to enslave and place on plantations were the Irish, with whom they had hostile relations with since the 13th century. Some Englishmen had proposed laws enslaving the poor in Ireland and in the colonies to force them to work to the slaves on English plantations in Barbados and Jamaica were Irish and Indians. Many historians point out that the African servants and bonded, indentured white servants were treated much the same way. They often joined together, as in the case of the Bacon's Rebellion, 1676, to oppose the strict and oppressive laws of the colonial government. In the latter part of the 17th century, the demand for labor grew enormously. It had become clear that neither Irish nor Indians made good slaves. More than that, the real threat to social disorder were the poor, free whites who demanded lands and privileges that the upper-class colonial governments refused. Some colonial servants and bonded indentured white, white servants were treated much the same way. They often joined together. against the uh, upper-class people and violence. Some colonial leaders argued that turning to African labor provided a buffer against the masses of poor whites. Until the 18th century, the image of Africans was generally positive. There were farmers, cattle breeders, they had industries, arts and crafts, governments, and commerce. In addition, Africans had immunity to old-world diseases, better laborers, and they had nowhere to escape to once transplanted to the new world. The colonists themselves came to believe that they could not survive without Africans. That's a hell of a twist. Large numbers of slaves flooded the southern colonies and even some northern ones. Sometimes they outnumbered whites, and the laws Government slavery became increasingly harsher. This is the rationale that for the harsh penalties under law for people of color presently, isn't that the rationale for harsh penalties under law for people of colors presently? Population control and controlling the population, or should I say plantation. It seems like we have harsh laws that are directed at poor or people of color, which this happened to be. Be poor, you happen to be people of color, uh, a lot of people percentage-wise. Um, a new social identity. Toward the end of the 18th century, the images of Africans began to change dramatically. The major catalyst for this transformation was the rise of a powerful anti-slave movement that expanded and strengthened during the revolutionary, revolutionary era, both in Europe and in the United States. As a consequence, post-slavery forces found it necessary to develop new arguments for defending the institution. 
So apparently somebody had a conscience and get a little lax on the, the idea of enslaving these uh, Africans. So focusing on physical differences, they turned to the notion of the natural inferiority of Africans and thus their God-given suitability, suitability for slavery. Such an argument became more frequent and stringent from the end of the 18th century on and the characterizations of Africans became more negative. So that's equivalent to having negative images of of blacks through the media in the movies, in the news, and you just you're always showing like negative stuff about them. You know what I'm saying? So this is this is kind of I see the relationship between these two phenomena. Uh, so from this inception, separateness and inequality was what race was all about. The attributes of inferior race status came to be applied to free blacks as well as slaves. They wanted to make sure that in the minds of their fellow men that you did not look at an African-American as if he was on your level a man other than something to be or a slave. In this way, race was configured as an autonomous new mechanism of social different differentiation. I'm having a problem with this word. So basically it was a mechanism of creating differences of people socially that identified long after all slavery ended. So people would see themselves as being different than the African uh, and his descendant forever, you know, for as long as they wanted to perceive it that way, if they uh, subscribed to this uh, train of thought. Humans is property. Slaves are both, they determined that slaves were both persons and things, human beings and property. American laws made clear that property was more sacred than people, and the property rights of masters overshadowed the rights of the slaves. The Chief Justice B. Roger Taney in the famous Dred Scott case of 1857. Negroes were seen only as property. They were never thought of or spoken of except as property and thus were not intended by the framers of the Constitution to be accorded citizenship rights. Science and the justification for race. Scholarly writers began to write began attempting to prove scientifically that the Negro was a different and lower kind of human being. The first published materials arguing from a scientific perspective that Negroes were a separate species from white men appeared in the last decade of the 18th century. They argued that Negroes were either a product of degeneration from the first creation or descendants of a separate creation altogether. When Dr. Samuel Morton in the 1830s initiated the field of craniometry, the first school of American anthropology proponents of race ideology received the most powerful scientific support yet. He offered evidence that the Negro had a smaller brain than white Indians in between. The very existence of scientific debate over whether blacks and whites were products of a single creation or of multiple creations, especially in a society dom dominated by 
biblical explanations seems anonymous, anomalous. It indicates that the difference between races had been so magnified and exaggerated that popular consciousness had already widely accepted the idea of blacks being a different and inferior species of human. Justice Tanning's decision reflected this, declaring the Negro is a different order of being. Thus, slave owners' rights to their property were upheld by law, by appeal to the newly invented identity of the peoples from Africa. They identified, scientifically identified, determined that Africans were inferior. Scientists collaborated in the confirming popular beliefs, and publications appeared on the on a regular basis, proving, providing proof that the comforted, providing proof that comforted the white public. Some of the social leaders were conscious of their role in giving credibility to the invented myths that manifest in statements such as that found in the Charleston Medical Journal. We can only say that we of the South should consider him as our benefactor for aiding most materially Negro, his true position as an inferior race. So, that's a problem. Somebody is basically... We had, last week we talked about butt bacon and, and how the, they broke the male slave, the strongest male slave, in front of all the slaves so that they would internalize the fear, the submission to their um, children and their children's children, where here we have people internalizing, um, giving information for whites to internalize the inferiority, continue to enslave him, treat him as property, and, you know, abuse him. During, during, during discussions in the U.S. Senate on the future of the Negro of, after slavery, James Henry Hammond proclaimed in 1858, somebody has to be the true mudfields of society, do the menial duty to perform the drudgery of life, the, all the jobs you don't want to do. Somebody got to do it. Negroes were destined to be in, in the mudfield. This was to be their place. One consciously created for them by a society whose cultural values now made it impossible to assimilate them. In many, in the many decades since the Civil War, white supremacy made giant strides to the Negro in his place. Public policies and the customs and practices of millions of the Americans expressed this racial worldview throughout the 20, 20th century. So I guess the question is here, do we, do we think all that's gone away since, you know, we had a black president. We have black mayors. We have black police officers. We have black police captains. You know, heads of the uh, state. And we had that back after the, uh, when we had blacks in our uh, government. So, nothing new, and they, they were still held back and seen as viewed as being inferior. As we know, if you check your history out, right up until right now, to some folk, but uh, legally, right up until uh, uh, less than 50 years ago. So it was promulgated in the later half of the 19th century by some Europeans against other Europeans 
and reached its most extreme development in the 20th century, Nazi Holocaust. So this race ideology, basically to say that, you know, African descendants of African, you know, were not, were something else, you know, something less is the main point. Whether, um, even to be something else it doesn't mean that you're less than somebody. They're saying it's something less than uh, a man. So, we got another guy here. He says, uh, he's Mr. Gavin Ferdinand. He was saying, he's speaking on the uh, black separatist movement, the racial response to racism in America. So, He speaks about radical changes. That uh, said that uh, beginning Sunday, the Ohio City will host a Republican National Convention for three days, which will require one of the largest security forces ever taken due to protests expected before the before and during the three-day event. Among the demonstrators will be the new Black Panther Party for self-defense, a radical, radical Black separatist movement which intends during the rally, which is legal in Ohio. I didn't know that. Okay, so the word radical, what does that mean? It means, uh, Western Dictionary says it means very different from the usual or traditional, favoring extreme change in existing views, habits, conditions, or institutions associated with political views, practices, and policies of extreme change, avoiding extreme measures, advocating extreme measures to retain or restore a political state of affairs. Now, I'm not sure if radical is a bad word, but it sounds like this guy might be using it as a bad word, you know, because sometimes extreme circumstances call for, facilitate, and perpetuate extreme response. Pressing assault and murder of a group of people are extreme circumstances. It is extreme to demand protection is it extreme to man? Is it extreme to demand protection under the law? Is it extreme to defend yourself when under attack? Who or what group of people are the new Black Panther Party terrorizing? Who have they lynched, tarred and feathered, beat to death, or chased out of their neighborhood because they are different? The new Black Panther Party, like the Black Panther Party, are responses to systemic aggression towards people of color. Sounds like the New Black Panther Party New Black Panther Party is not a hate group that was formed because they hate being oppressed, assaulted, and murdered. He goes on to say the controversial group, New Black Panther Party, which has previously been compared to the Ku Klux Klan, which I I can't even imagine, you know, why claims it is acting in self-defense because other groups attending the convention are threatened to do harm, do them harm. So he said, the new Black Panther for self-defense has been compared to the Tuka Klan for its radical take on radical progression. Compared to Tuka Klan to the new Black Panther Party is like comparing perpetrators to victims, offenders to defenders. The Tuka Klan was not formed to defend white people against the aggression of black people. Founded in 1866, the Ku Klux Klan extended into most every southern state by 1870 and became the vehicle for white southern resistance 
to the Republican Party's Reconstruction era aimed at reestablishing political and economic equality for blacks. Its members waged an underground campaign of intimidation and violence directed at white and black Republican leaders. So Congress passed legislation designed to curb Klan terrorism, the organization saw its primary goal, the reestablishment of white supremacy. Democratic voters in the state legislators across the South in the 1870s. After a period of decline, white Protestant groups revived the Klan in the early 20th century, burning crosses and and staging rallies, parades, and marches, denouncing immigrants, Catholics, Jews, blacks, and organized labor. I don't get this shit because last time I looked, just about everybody over here came over here some kind of way and weren't original. You know? So, I mean, especially Europeans, I mean, come on. Like, how do you discriminate? The civil rights movements of the 1960s also saw a surge of Ku Klux Klan activity including bombings of black schools and churches and violence against black and white activists in the South. Did the new Black Panther Party blow up some churches, some white churches? Did they lynch some white folks, burn some uh, crosses or, I don't know, whatever, in front of somebody's house? I think there's no comparison between these two groups. The Ku Klux Klan violence in the South, from 1867 onward, African-American participation, in public life in the South became one of the most radical aspects of the Reconstruction because, you know, the African-American was viewed, as we just talked about, uh, as less than a man. So if he's less than a man, how are you going to put him in a position over a man, which is me from a white man, white supremacist? How are you going to put this black thing over me? And why he wouldn't stand for that because if he thought, if he viewed the black man as being less than him, I could see why he would be offended. Not that it's true that the black person, the black man, the African is less than the white man, but if he had that, he was raised that way, I can understand why he felt that way. But at some point, reality should kick in. So, as blacks won elections to southern state governments, which is, that's the miracle right there. How did blacks win any election to any southern state government? And even to the U.S. Congress. We have a caller. Caller, welcome to Provocative Thought. Hey, how you doing, Carlton? Kenny Jones. Hey, how you doing, Kenny? Kenny Jones, what's up, Kenny? How you feeling? Hey, I'm great right, show, brother. great show. Uh, you know this is my topic, man. You know, we, you know we had hundreds of conversations about racism in America. And racism in America has never left. It's more alive today than ever was. And they may not have on white robes, but they have on black robes. They have, they have on blue uniforms. They have they wear blue suit. Mm-hmm. They have blue suits. Uh, uh, in corporations, Corporate. you know, Corporate. and and and, and it's, it's Racism is more systematic now than it ever was. And but there is, about the Black Panther Party, any time, well, let's, let's, 
let's go back in history, since you went back in history. When when the 13 colonies fought England, they were considered radicals, considered right. terrorists. Right. You know, and anyone that goes against their system is considered now a terrorist. Anyone. That's a new trigger word. Yes. Yes, it's a new trigger word today. You know, anytime you go away to thinking of tra- white tradition America, anytime you threaten their way of life, and all the Black Panther parties say, we want to protect ourselves, we want our own things, our own system, we really, and, 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 and you know what? And I told you this about, ooh, about 10, 15 years ago. Hey, they said, no, 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 because we don't have power on every, anybody. There's a new type of, it's black, it, it, it was becoming a phenomenon, black on black racism. You know, especially black folks that became elitist, wealthy, and what have you. And the first thing they said, I'm not like those black folks over there. You know, the stereotypical black folks. So we have brought into many of America thinking about others. We brought right into it. And then when Barack became president, oh, my God. Oh, you know, it's a new day, you know. But when Barack became president, it became worse for the black man. Racism now has became... Before it was covert, you know, PC words, political correctness, uh, cold words to describe our existence. So, yes, America is alive and well as far as racism is concerned. Right. But it's more systematic now. Uh, for example, Let's look at our educational system. You mean to tell me that the public schools in predominantly black neighborhoods are racist? It's the most, it's the most, it's the most racist. Of, look at the criminal justice system. You mean to tell me that system is not racist? But it's beating the criminal justice system. That's what you mean, right? Huh? The public Say school what? system is beating the criminal justice system. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm just showing different systems that have, in this country, that have racist attitudes. The educational system right. is not teaching our kids. The, 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 uh, the criminal justice system is locking up black fathers. Don't you know there's 1.1 million black fathers? In federal prisons today, uh, 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 the social service system, to me, is breaking up families, uh, 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 perpetrating a low image of the black male in the family. Um, so, you know, uh, the uneven playing field, far as the economic system, this economic system, which is capitalism. 
Capitalism, capitalism is the most racist system that ever was developed by the Europeans. Any system, any system that that have a group of people that allow a group of people to suffer, it's a racist system. It was just that this system is really on us, have a negative impact on us, and we're making so bad, we don't even know it. We don't even know it. Let me ask you a question. So why do you sure. think that, um, why, why is it that the term race is still being used in, um, you know, period? Why did it, if it's been determined that race is a myth, why would you have an application or uh, an assessment that says race on it? Labels. Hello. Labels. Let me tell you something. As long as long we have labels to describe a specific group, that in turn is a racist attitudinal perception. Of that society. As long as we have labels, well, really, there's only one race in the world. That's the human race. But let's look at it. You know, who really developed that term race? I mean, yes, we always had description of people, like from a geographical era, area like Africana, European, Asian, Chinese, Arab, uh, 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 Kemet, uh, Ethiopian. You know, we always, we always had a description, but it was a description of where you were from. I mean, when people used to introduce themselves, hey, my name is Kenny Jones. I am a, a son of Margaret Plessico. Uh, from New Jersey, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, we always had description describing ourselves, right. but labeling, labeling. Look, look how they label us in this country. In the beginning, we was considered less than an animal. If you look on any bill of sale from that era. A slavery time, we was called chattel. Chattel right. is the animal. Right. Then we became colored, or the N word. Right. <laughs> Our women became the B word. <laughs> you know, and, and, right. and I'm not even gonna get to that N word right now. I'm trying to answer All your right, question. Hey, keep going. <laughs> uh, All right, go ahead. Uh, then we became, became colored. A Negro, then black, and now African-American. Don't you know, we are the only race of people that is described by color. We are the only race of people that are described by color. That itself is a racist, attitudinal perception of a people. Mm. So that's the impact so, of 
white supremacy have had on um, people of color, African African state. Yes. Yes. And before we could do anything, Carlton, one of the solutions I feel, and and I'm going to start writing on this, one of the solutions, before we could get to any type of, I mean, I'm all for economic separation. I'm all for collective economics. I'm all for that. But the first thing first, we got to know who we are. We don't know who we are. There are some black folks that say, I'm not African. I'm Indian. You dark as me. (laughs) I mean, there's some dark Indians now. We were very, if you read this book called The Real West, Many, many explorers, many First Nations, Native Americans, integrated with the African. And in fact, the true story is the African is the one that sold the India to the European, and that's how the European kept on making advances, because the Indian trusted the African. The, the First Nation trusted the African. Matter of fact, we married. We became leaders of the villages. You know, and, and, and when, when the First Nation went to war with the European or the Caucasian, a lot of Africans fought on the Indian side. A lot of Africans, many Africans fought on the American side, or the so-called, so-called American. So... That right there, that whole system, that whole uh, uh, dynamics of how society was developed, it was developed on racism. And there's documentation. This ain't nothing that, I mean, white historians will tell you this. There are documents, there are documentation of racist behavior by the United States of American government. In all facets of society, including the medical field. That's right. So it's science everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Even brainwashing us. That's a part right. of racism. Make us believe that our value system was not right, and that we had to adopt their. Very... Look how we live in the day, Carlton. Look how we live in the day. Look how black folks live in the day. We really ain't supposed to be living like this. We don't have any cultural awareness at all. Yes, there's this consciousness movement, but really, are you really implement? Are you? Are you speaking to the choir or are you speaking to the masses? Well, so, so let, me, yeah. let me ask you a question. Another question. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Judging by us uh, behaviors of some of the, of the descendants of um, the African uh, people that were uh, what here, do you think that they may behave or subconsciously feel that they're inferior to all? Uh, Caucasian, do you think that that's happening um, here in the United States? 
there are some people that feel you, that way. You, 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 do I think that there are black folks right. that feel that we are inferior to white folks? Right. Well, let me let me respond to that question like this. We are like a first cousin that comes to the house begging. We always begging the government for we beg the government for housing. We beg the government for jobs. We still put our own destiny in another group's hands, which is the European. That act right there alone. We have been conditioned over years. At one time, we didn't want to do nothing with white folks. We had our own town. We had our own businesses. We had our own banks. We had our own lo- uh, loan business. and We had our own thing. But somehow we have been conditioned that we cannot survive without Big Brother having his arms or his nose in our business. Look at these black organizations like the NWACP and groups of that nature. Always begging the government for something. We want our freedom. Now, you don't ask nobody. Look, look at anybody in history that, that got their independence from the colonial, colonial people. They didn't get that by asking. They didn't get that by going to court. They took it by, like Malcolm, in the words of Brother Malcolm, by any means necessary, including violence. Why do you think we got some Caribbean countries run by, by, by brothers? African countries run by brothers. Now, some may be dictators and everything, but it's their country. Yeah, they might do business with the Europeans, but that money's going in their pocket. What do we own? We don't even own our own lives. Mm. We don't ask. If you continue, it's just like during the slavery days. The masters in the big house. And... And the slaves they used to trust could go out on weekend passes to visit their girl or their husband or their children, you know, because they knew they was coming back. Or ask, oh, may I go see my, my wife? You know, it's the same thing on a major scale. Can we have better housing? Like the sister told me, you control your economics, you can address any social ills that you want to, because your destiny is in your own hands. But before, before we could do that, we got to learn who we are and how to trust one another. I mean, it is hard doing business with each other. It is difficult because of the level of trust. The average black person don't want to do business with another black person. Why? Because we have been conditioned to think that way. Mm. So yes. we need to raise the integrity bar. Yes. 
Race. I mean, we might have to we might have to create an integrity bar, not race. Yes. Let me start yes. with. The, we might need to create an integrity bar, then raise that yes. bar. How about that? Yes. 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 And and we have a long way to go, Carlton. We have a long way to go, and we won't see it. You and I won't see it. You and I won't see the change, but we have a long way to go. And. And it starts with oneself and changing the thinking process and the value system. And at any time, at any time, that a person discuss a value system that 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 difference from American traditional system, he's a threat. He won't get he won't get his book sold. He won't have his articles published in magazines. He won't come right. on the media to 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 address the issue. But he said that anybody that this traditional America put in front of me, well, blackface, I don't trust. Thank you, Carton. Show, All right, man. Kenny. Thank you, brother. Next I want to say thanks to everybody. To Kenny, listeners, callers, everybody, thank you. And I want to remember, a black face on the cover of a white supremacist handbook does not change the objective and the goals of the book. So everybody, each one, each one, each one, each one, have a good night. Stay tuned for next week. Please feel free to press one. Don't be afraid to talk to the gestation to express what you're thinking. To speak to what someone else is thinking about. And spread the love and the information. Peace out. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie May pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 832 on the court from 29 District. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion on still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through what in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry Hall.